It's time to feel the rage. Welcome to Film Rage, where we talk movie. This week, the streaming continues. No theaters open yet in our neck of the woods, but maybe someday. We'll see. Directors and actors, beware as you cannot hide from the rage. My name is Bryce, and I'm part of the Film Rage crew, which also includes Jim. Hello, Jim. Hey, hey. And who's the man? Murray's the man. Hey there, Merman. Yo. So with the introductions out of the way, let's rage on. Well. Thanks to who all have been supporting us so far. If you love our independent podcast, please support us and uh, join the growing Film Rage community by joining our membership at buymeacoffee.com forward slash Film Rage YYC. All members get special episodes and content only for members. And all members that sign up will get a special limited edition Film Rage merch item. If you cannot commit to a membership, you can still buy us a movie rental and dare us to see a terrible movie. Shout out to our biggest listening state still, Colorado. And our biggest listening province in Canada, Alberta. We thank y'all for being number one in our supporters. Go Rams and yeah, too. Canyon Meadows Cinemas are open for their delicious concessions. Popcorn, corn dogs, mini donuts, and more. Open Thursdays 4 to 9, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday 12 to 9 for takeout via curbside pickup. Just go to canyonmeadows.ca and enter your order. And by the way, by being one of our faithful Film Rage listeners, you can get 15% off. Just enter the promo code RAGEON. That's R-A-G-E-O-N to claim your 15% discount. Or... If you would rather have your snacks delivered, that is possible as well through Skip the Dishes, Uber Eats, and DoorDash throughout Calgary. For more details, visit canyonmeadows.ca. And here, CMC would like to thank you for your continued support, and we hope to see you again soon at the cinema. You know what I feel like? Yeah, we're streaming. So, let's kick it off with a film that was on Netflix called Blue Miracle. And it's not the one that has the whale. There's a Blue Miracle whale movie? Yeah, who knew? Huh. You sure it's not that one? Did I... Hmm. Thought I watched a whale. No, wait, maybe I didn't. I'm pretty sure I didn't. It was a whale of a tail, that's for sure. A whale yeah, of sure. a tail. So 2021's Blue Miracle. Cash-strapped orphanage teams with washed-up boat captain to enter a fishing contest to save their home. Who knew the prize for a fishing contest could be a life-changing amount of money? The focus seems to be on Wade, the previously mentioned washed-up boat captain, played by Dennis Quaid, and Omar, the guardian for the orphanage, played by Jimmy Gonzalez. That <laughs> How you doing? I don't know. I don't think it's Jimmy Gonzalez, so is it? Isn't it? No, I think no. it's Raymond. Isn't it Raymond Cruz? Is it? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> You sure? Whatever. Whatever. I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure it is. <laughs> huh. Who's what Jimmy you know? Gonzalez? I don't know. <laughs> is he in LA Law? That's Jimmy Smith. That's Jimmy. There's a bunch of there's a bunch of Jimmys. Hey, it's me. It's Jimmy. It's Jimmy. Okay, sorry. What's the guy's name? 
I, I think his name is Raymond Cruz. Raymond Cruz. You sure about that? Mm, I think so. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Hector, right? Raymond Cruz <laughs> played Hector. Jimmy Gunn no, Omar. Omar. Oh, okay. There you go. So you were right. <laughs> yeah. It's actually there Jimmy Gonzalez. Yeah. Okay. That was fantastic. Uh, that was an awesome conversation. It really it was wasn't. <laughs> so anyway, so I was right in the first place. Omar, the guardian for the orphanage, played by Jimmy Gonzalez. Although if you ask Jim, he seems to think that his name wasn't his name and that someone else was in charge of the or- orphanage and it was uh, uh, played by someone else. Raymond Cruz, who played Hector. Yeah, Hector had not, he was one of the kids, right? No. I don't know. Who was Hector? He was a guy in the movie. I remember Hector. Yeah, he was cool. Was he Hector was, was cool? It, was, wasn't he the old guy on the boat? No. The, the really old guy? What really nope. old guy? Oh, that's him. Bruce Mc, that's Bruce McGill. No, oh, no. On the, the boat. Is it like his uh, the duties? Wait, Dennis Quaid? No, Dennis Quaid in the... Dennis Quaid's old guy. Uh, this is the worst episode ever. <laughs> okay. We saw a movie called Blue Miracle from 2021 yeah. on Netflix. Yeah. story. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna repeat what I just said. The focus seems to be on Wade, the previously mentioned washed-up boat captain, played by Dennis Quaid, and Omar, the guardian for the orphanage, played by Jimmy Gonzalez. True enough. All right. There are a few kids in there too, but that left very little time for development of the characters that I needed to care about for this to be effective. And those uh, people I was supposed to care about were the kids. They all seem to be one-note roles with stereotypical overtones. If I'm to care about the orphanage, then first I need to care about the children. The first one hour plus played out without me caring much. The last 20 minutes, they did their best to make me feel some emotion. But that needed to be developed through the whole picture in order for it to be effective. The film was pretty to look at as when they were on the water and the end was... Uh, reasonably inspiring, but on the whole, the whole thing fell flat. It is a film that took an overexploited subject and chose the wrong characters to develop, which made this film a very low man. Well, so Merman, you saw this one, didn't you? You, uh, you like I, movies about I whales did. and boat captains, don't you? <laughs> I don't know about that. I enjoy sports movies, which is what this basically pretty much was. It was about fishing. It was a sports movie about fishing. Um, yeah, and Dennis Quaid. Surprise, surprise. He's still around. Um, yeah, I don't know. The story was okay. And I was surprised to learn at the end, actually, it was a true story. It's like, oh, this actually happened. Okay, whatever. And yes, I have to admit, it is my favorite place in Mexico. So I love the scenery as I've been there twice. Cabo is just awesome. Cabo is uh, wabo, baby. It just, I don't know, it just, just, the plot just, it was the same as every other sports movie I've seen. To me, it was like Bad News Bears with like little cool runnings and you throw little mighty ducks in there and then set on a fishing boat. All your favorite movies. That was pretty much it. But yeah, it was a meh. It was okay. I did like Bruce McGill though, but he had a bigger part. So let me tell you what I thought about this non-whale movie called Blue Miracle. Yeah, where are all the whales? Yeah, that's what I was hoping for. But this 2021 version of Blue Miracle didn't have any whales. So I thought there were some very clever shots in this film. The style was fairly creative, blending in CGI and real filming together. Also, it may have been one of the first movies I have seen in a long time where you have an entire movie of CLFs and not one of them annoyed me. Bryce, what's wrong with me? <laughs> we don't have enough time for that, Jim. Exactly. Okay, so uh, I am personally, even though he wasn't in this film a lot, I am a huge fan of Raymond Cruz, but he wasn't <laughs> in it long enough. He is fantastic, and why this movie wasn't about him, the character of Hector, is beyond me. The story is a very typical down and outs underdog story with orphans. Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid. Hmm. I think I've heard of him somehow. You know, I, I don't even know how I feel about Dennis Quaid. Like, I was watching this movie and I'm like, do I hate him? 
do I like him? I don't know. It's so too much of him. Huh. We'll get you know, back to let's get back to Dennis Quaid a little later. It's a biopic, so yep. uh, I Sorry. know I waited this long to bring up the fact that it was a biopic. This isn't my type of film. I mean, it's an underdog biopic, as Murray had already alluded to, sports movie about fishing with CLFs in it, which are three of my least favorite genres all rolled into one. So my review will be fairly biased. I didn't hate this movie. It didn't super annoy me. I mean, it's corny, predictable, and it's not really at all original, but those damn kids, they just didn't piss me off. Everyone is happy and life is great and everybody lives happily ever after. Sometimes feel good stories just don't make me rage. They just make me go, Dennis Quaid? Huh. I don't think I feel as much about Dennis Quaid as I do about this movie. They were both meh. Yeah. And you know what that means? There you go. Nice. Yeah, this movie was kind of... I already forgot what happened in it. Can someone remind me what happens? He caught a fish. Yeah. Oh. Right. It was a big fish, right? Then they, Did you see what they showed at the end? Like, they showed this orphanage that, like, is, like, spans over, like, I don't know, Acres. five kilometers, yeah. and yeah. there's tennis courts, and... Well, well yeah, it's, and it's funny. They, they, they soccer pitches, and... They need a hundred thousand dollars to save the orphanage, but two hundred thousand they could like build a mansion. So, yeah. well, so. it goes to show you what you can buy in Mexico whenever this film was supposedly taking place in. I think a hundred thousand dollar. I I think what happened. I think uh, during the I think Dennis Quaid got stuck in Mexico during the pandemic and couldn't go anywhere, so he decided to shoot a movie with Mexican people. That's what I think happened. <laughs> Maybe. But yeah, just... it was okay. It was just okay. It was meh. All around. Yeah. Okay, well, what if we talk about Cruella, Cruella de So, it's a live action prequel featuring feature film following a young Cruella de Vil. And it was on somewhat on VOD because it was on Disney Plus, but it was Disney Plus-tastic. still charge you for it. $35 later, wow. we got to see Cruella. Wow. A, bar- a bargain at half the price. Our discussion about this movie is going to have a big impact on what happens later in our episode on our list. So stay tuned, people. What we talk about here right now could have a big effect on the undoubted Emma. So be careful. So I hate period pieces. I hate films with CLFs. I hate live action versions of animated films. I hate sequels of origin stories. I hate expanded universes in said story of either. So did not have too much hope that this was going to be palatable in any possible way. I should have guessed that Craig Gillespie had a little bit of a hope though uh, for a decent film. After all, he did make I, Tanya. So that gave me a little bit of hope. But I love great music put well into films. So 13 minutes in and I'm at a crossroads because the motherfucking music in this film was so brilliant and made me want to dance all the way up until the end of 13 minutes so far anyway. Plus a kid that kills their only living parent got me super excited. Paul Walter Hauser and Emma Stone gave me so much joy. And goddamn motherfucker, did I not sing all the way through this entire movie? I was addicted to this soundtrack. I may even buy it. Damn you, Disney. I hate you so much. How could anyone hate anything in this film with a soundtrack that is that amazing? I almost felt it was a musical, but only with good music. And I think I may, I'm not promising, but I think that I actually liked Emma Thompson again. I'm not saying for sure, but I'm saying I might have actually liked Emma Thompson again. Uh, Bryce, is there something wrong with me? 
once again, Jim, yes. We, I believe you we're, asked that question. We're all, we're all perfectly aware that there's just not something, but quite a bit wrong with you. Okay, Jed, I was just checking because, you know, the fact that I might like Emma Thompson again kind of scares me a bit. What turned you, you off do? on her? I don't even remember. This is so much darker than I remember Disney ever being. This is because of Craig, I think. Did they give him more play than they would normally give a director? I don't know. I wish this was called something else. I wish it didn't have to be tied to 101 Dalmatians. As an original idea, it's great, but making it tied to a cartoon just ate away at my soul. So dark, so evil, so Disney. I really, really, really did enjoy this movie. The LBGTQ representation, check. Ethnic diversity, check. Great story, check. Dark as fuck, check. Annoying that it is a live action version of a Disney cartoon universe, uh, yeah, check. Put in things at the end to link to the original 101 Dalmatians double check, which actually, actually could have actually ruined this film. I'm not sure why Disney needs to now make Disney villains as anti-heroes. Maleficent and now this one. I really did not like this about the film, but I could not for I could forgive it uh for making it. The ending was corny and the way Disney uh makes Disney uh really original Disney villains are not anti-heroes. They are just not. I liked a lot of this film. I don't like this new strain of anti-villains. Is this because when Disney gets the rights to Venom, they are going to make a team up of Maleficent, Cruella, and Ven Venom in a movie <laughs> together? That's my prediction right now. Uh, Sign me too up. Too long to Disney at the end, but the music and Emma, the Emmas were great. It's a meh. Favorite line, you're sweating and I can smell you. Awesome. <clears throat> Cruella. In a nutshell, this was an origin story for the evil Cruella de Vil. It is an attempt to show how someone becomes the type of person who wants to skin 101 Dalmatians in order to make some coats. It was wall-to-wall -wall camp to varying entertaining results. It was over two hours, and it kind of felt like it. Emma Stone in the role of Cruella was very good for the most part. She seemed to be having a good time playing this role, and it came through in her performance. Emma Thompson, as Baroness Von Hellman, was cast perfectly. She was evil in a matter-of-fact way, and I found much pleasure in her nastiness. The supporting cast was good, with Joel Fry and Paul Walter Hauser as Boris and Jasper. The music was tremendous, although with over 30 songs crammed into this movie, the film felt more like a music video than a motion picture. Included on this trip through the 60s and 70s pop were the likes of Supertramp, The Bee Gees, The Animals, Sandy Gay, The Rolling Stones, Joe Tech, The Zombies, Nancy Sinatra, The Doors, Nina Simone, The Ohio Players, Ike and Tina Turner, Susie Quattro, Deep Purple, ELO, Queen, Rose Royce, David Bowie, Blondie, Tony Martin, The Clash, The Jake Giles Band, Black Sabbath, and Judy Garland, as well as some others. This was an overstuffed soundtrack, but it worked well for the most part. Every scene basically got a popular song to set the tone. I guess this had to be over two hours to fit all that music in, but I'm not <laughs> sure that the story needed to be that long. I'm not sure that the end of this that I am any closer to understanding why Cruella would eventually want to kill puppies to make coats. I guess I was fairly enter it was a fairly entertaining ride, but really, what was the point? This was a two-hour music video, and not really much of a film. Although it wasn't, it was an entertaining two-hour music video. Also, I would be remiss if I did not mention the CGI. It was not good, especially the Dalmatians. Enough said. Cruella was, I am not sure what the point of this was, and it really should have been darker, I thought, but I guess it had its moments, and the music was cool. Meh. Yeah, you know, it's funny because I think we pretty much felt the same way all the way through the movie. Pretty much. We were enjoying the tunes. How could you, you not enjoy the tunes? Movie. I know. that. You know what? I just have to say, like, he nailed it. 
like he totally nailed it uh, to make you go, okay, so if I have to make a fucking Disney movie, yes. I'm going to make it so that you can't not love it because the music is so amazing. <laughs> it's going to be great. He's probably yeah, giddy like, every I mean, time he stuck a song in. He's like, oh, this is so like, good. Oh, like, you mean I can pick any music I That's want? That's all thing. And put, like, it, yeah. and put it in this movie? What no, other movie? Me, right? Yeah, what, what other movie could do me, that? Right? No one else yeah, could I, do that unless they're working for yeah. Disney. Disney's just like, yeah. And a lot of that was yeah. in their library with like Hollywood records and all that. So. Yeah, no, they, they could afford like $20 million for all the music rights to all those yes. songs. <laughs> I, I don't know how much they spent on this movie, but you know, they made 70 bucks off Bryce and I, so they're doing, they're rolling in it. $35 well, for a movie. Times, oh how many I was just gonna, I was just going to say if they did do a soundtrack for this, it'd have to be, it would have to be like a triple album. Cause there's like 36 songs in it and they're all yeah. like, like they all like, get pretty extended play too it's not just like a little blurb it's yeah, like a whole scene as i say it's, just, it's a two-hour music video or you just download yeah. all the songs from itunes for about half the price yeah you can turn <laughs> off the sound and then just set out your own um your own your own custom uh playlist from spotify or something but um you know i i just we have to talk about these anti-heroes though Okay. Like it's just annoying. I don't get it. What the? F Why do they need to have Maleficent? And now Cruella. It's like we're we're actually in love with Cruella. At the end of this movie is kind of the beginning of 101 Dalmatians. That no is sense. that is the society we live in. People love the bad guy. That's why people are clamoring for the Venom movie. They want him to be more evil. That's what people love the bad guy. That's why they made Joker. Why do you go to see Batman? 90% of people go to see Batman to see the Joker, not to see Batman. Was yeah, but we're going to see the, the we're going to see Batman with the Joker because the case Joker's in evil. point, Murray's got, Murray's got a poster behind him for okay. and it's got the Joker on it. He's front and center. We love the Just bad guy, it. Jim. It's not going anywhere. And I want, and I studios want are going to try to capitalize on it. Yes. I liked Emma Thompson. Did I remember I mentioned Emma Thompson? I, think I mentioned this just once that yeah. Emma Thompson I actually like again. Yeah, I, what what I'm still trying to figure out what happened. What what was it that made you not like her? Okay, can I please just remind you yeah. of the last two movies that we saw her in? Okay. Well, I'm going to say it. I'm going to assume. Well, so the last I, I, one I know one you didn't like. Okay, so the the very last one we saw before this movie was Doolittle. Oh, was she in that? Yes, and she was terrible. Okay, and then before that, she was even worse in the movie Men in Black International. Because yes, that movie was truly deplorable. <laughs> she was deplorable is, that, in it. is that really the last okay. two movies she was in? Yes, it okay. really is. Okay, well, that's, she's old. She that's oh, there's another movie anymore. called How to Build a Girl. And Ooh. yeah, okay. Okay, she was also in a movie called Last Christmas. So, you know... I it, saw Last Christmas. <laughs> I was with what's her name from Game of Thrones. Was it a was it a rage? <laughs> Last Christmas, I gave you my yeah, heart. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So was that movie a rage? <laughs> no, nah, it was. It was meh. It wasn't. It was. Okay, a, well, it was a. Know, hey, Jim. It was a holiday romantic comedy. How could it go wrong? Okay. So it sounds like a rage to me. So okay. You know what? This reminds me as much as I now have Emma Thompson, you know, renewed in my love for this one movie. I have a feeling I'm gonna have to bring her up on the list coming up because <laughs> I'm actually looking at her history of movies before that, and there's a lot of rage in this pile. Ah, a lot of rage. Last Christmas is in there. Yeah, it's a rage for me. You haven't even seen it. See, I don't want to see it. You should see it. Might have to put it's that in the old. Awful. I might. I might have to put that in the rage bag. Although you know what, it's, it's not that bad. I think you'll like it. I think I would give I you a treat. It would be a tasty, Bryce, tasty treat. Bryce, I would like to introduce a nice you Christmas to me. cookie. Nice Christmas, Christmas cookie. Christmas movies and Jim do not mix. Ah, but if it's a Christmas movie and it's a romantic comedy, sometimes you you multiply two negatives together, you get a big positive. Not those kind of negatives. That's like a. Negative rage nah, times negative rage. It's is math. More, is double it's negative math. No, we're talking about this very soon. Okay, let's talk about 
our Shutter Film of the Week. I said Shutter. Thank you. Film of the Week. Skull. Mm. The Mask. Mm. Or whatever the. Now, Murray, you saw this, didn't you? Uh, I did because you guys were done the list. All right. And it was the front. On the front page, as soon as I went on to Shutter, so I'm assuming it's their their pick for the week too. Well, is it our primary pick of the week? I don't know. Murray, why don't you tell us what you thought? All right. Well, um, there was a lot of blood. It was very gory. Uh, Not much of a plot to speak of, but I do want to talk about the Brazilian Scarlett Johansson because. This the lady detective looked and sounded, even had the raspy voice like ScarJo, and but not the same quality and, of her skin complexion. She had no, some pretty whatever, bad but, skin tone, and she also kicked ass. So it's like and punched dicks. That's all I needed right there. Uh, and the nightclub scene was freaking awesome, just carnage everywhere. Uh, but yeah, you know me, movie with subtitles, so that's always a challenge. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, I enjoyed it. I wouldn't give it a Mondo. But yeah, it was okay for a horror movie. I didn't really find it that scary, but yeah, it was like the relic or the ruins or all those other movies about you know an ancient relic that that something somebody unearths and it's the wrong person gets their hands on it and people die. And so, voila, there you occurs. go. There you go. Okay, well, yeah. I I can tell by Brace's look on his face, he's not so he fond impressed. of. Skull yeah. the Mask, which it had practical effects. I'm surprised why he's... he's had some this. practical effects. They kind of mixed in some it, other crap in there, too. Okay, um, Bryce. Tell us what you thought. I don't even know Skull. what the hell I was watching. Skull the Mask is a movie about a mask, mask <laughs> that is an ancient artifact, and it mm-hmm. seems to be able to kill on its own or yeah. while being worn by the person it is... I guess killed. possessing. I don't. Yeah. Okay. I guess it's yeah. it is yeah. seeking revenge for something. Maybe the plot seems Maybe. to the plot seems to morph as it goes along, and I'm not really sure what it was about. It was good fun at the start with an opening sequence with some solid B movie gore and silly action sequences. It then gets bogged down as we are introduced to characters that we do not care about and a plot that made little sense to me. This was a complete mess with no focus whatsoever. A lot of weird cuts where one second someone's heart is being ripped out and them struggling and reacting. And then we get an abrupt cut to a lifeless body, very choppy, very frustrating. I hated the main character, Beatrice, and I'm not sure what the point of making her so unappealing was. The special effects were laughably bad, which was entertaining on some level, I yes, suppose. Yes, it was. But overall, this film was barely watchable. It was a rage. Oh, wow. Brycey, Brycey, Brycey. Even Brazilian ScarJo couldn't turn around. Oh, no, she I turned me not. off. She was horrible. He doesn't. He doesn't like Brazilian scar Scargo. Why would Scar-Jo? you? Why Italia would you? Rodriguez. Why would you write such Scar-Jo? an unappealing character as your lead? I don't understand. She is well, terrible. Well, let me tell. Let me tell. Let me tell you all about it. Uh, uh, any, anyone else as you're watching this feel the influence of Indiana Jones in no. this flick? No. Yeah, it had a little bit of Indiana Jones nope. in there with the not at all ancient it, relics and it, stuff. It, I saw it as an Indiana Jones uh, Second World War kind of arc of the Covenant field done Portuguese gore style. It took its sweet time to get slash-tastic action happening. I'm not sure why one person puts on the mask at the beginning and his head explodes, uh, which I'm not complaining about by no means, but then someone else and voila, slash-tastic, super-tastic murder. Uh, fun practical effects. They were funny and, and silly and dumb, which made me laugh most of the way through the movie. Had a nice level of gore, creative story idea, bringing Indiana Jones together with Jason Voorhees. My only problem was no one had a Brazilian. They were in Brazil, and not once did we know that anybody had a Brazilian. If you're going to make a movie in Brazil, somebody should at least have a Brazilian. Or at least, you know, at least one. Now, I was expecting at least one, and now I'm a little disappointed. Super hot, ScarJo-like cop, as Murray had said. That's right. With 
with bloody amulet scene changes? What? Weird steam changes? What was the yeah. bloody amulet? That confused me all the yeah, I'll get out. Uh heart fetishes, interesting edits, basic film style. Interesting edits. And not I'm using the word interesting and not great production values got me conflicted quite a bit as I'm watching it. But man, how could I stay mad at you? A fantastic gore party where Slash Tastic, as I'm calling this demon. Slash Tastic uses his his machete to cut through red tape and probably much of everything. Uh, Bryce, what's the entrail weapon that Slash Tastic's using? What do you call that 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 entrail weapon? I don't know. Because his horns? Aren't those but his have you seen? No, it was like he had these tentacles. Little, he had these little entrails that would come out, and he would yeah, use them as like, weapons. They were like oh, the, intestines. Oh, the yeah, this, I thought it was a skull. I thought it was a. Is uh, you know, it looked like intestines to me, but they were just, it, the whole thing was just stupid. I wasn't sure why. <laughs> Not saying I'm disappointed that there was. And how can an intestine like hold a machete? I don't understand. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. But the key to liking this movie, and if Bryce missed this, and maybe he turned away for just a second, uh -huh. but this one scene in the movie made this movie worth the entire price of admission, which is free if you have Shudder. When you use a tampon to stop the bleeding in your bullet hole, this takes the film to a whole nother level. I've never seen it. I'm glad it was in it. I know I've yeah, seen it. Yeah, this film was a... This this film was a. I've never seen it. I know. What you seen see it? it in? I don't remember, but I've movie? seen it multiple times. Was it Leprechaun Five? No, no yeah, it wasn't maybe. Leprechaun Five. Yeah. So this film was a hot, hot mess with seemingly not a lot of focus and direction. But damn None. it, it was fun watching no. uh, for what silly or gory or stupid things that would happen. Next, definitely every ounce of this budget went into whatever effects they were using, and these were. But pretty most part, practical effects. If you're looking for a fun time with a good old gore, this just may give you some bloody satisfaction. But all in all, it's a gooey, head-stomping, monkey's paw, meh. But the last scene to me was Mondo. But it was crap. I've got a couple of things to unpack. Okay, so how gooey and moist was Slash Tastic? And why was he gooey and moist all the way through it? Like, did any of that goo and moisture dry out? Apparently, dry it doesn't dry. Apparently, yeah. blood doesn't just, dry. It just stays moist. He was moist the entire movie. And I know some people don't like that word, but moist is like one of my favorite words. So seeing, so seeing Slash Tastic wearing moistness through the entire movie was quite enjoyable. And does anybody know what the bloody amulet scene changes were? All no, <laughs> nobody knows. Not scene. even the director or the writer knows. Love this movie as much as we did, because this is like right up your alley. It's your stupid '80s horror film. No, that you like. this was not. This didn't have no. This was way funner than those terrible slasher movies. It was slashtastic. No, it wasn't. It was just. It was craptastic. Okay, so I have another question for you. What was that skull puppet with the cinder block? Who on cares? <laughs> Who gives a crap? It was all garbage. Why are we still talking about this piece of garbage movie? Can we move on? It's terrible. Because it was fun. It wasn't fun. It was dumb. I wonder if the title of that cinder block demon was cinder yeah, I, I don't care. And neither did the writer or the director. They're just throwing crap against the wall. They didn't know what they were filming. They probably they probably didn't even film it in order. They just filmed it all over the place. It didn't matter where they put scenes. You could take every scene, switch them all around, and you'd have the same movie because none of it made sense. Yeah, that's what makes it so good. Yeah, that's what makes it so good. It's just fantastic. <laughs> you got to get it on DVD so you can go to scene seven, then go back to scene four, then go to scene 12, then go to scene three. You know what? And then you'll, I, I at the end like of it, it you're like, then, you're like, yeah, made just as much sense as doing it in, in order. I want to buy this movie and put it on random play every time so that I get a different scene and it might change the movie a little bit. Can't make it any worse. True enough. True enough. <sighs> okay. So 
we've, we've only done three movies this week. It was a slow week for us. But I have to throw it out there. Bryce? Apparently it's not Skull the Mask. No. But what was your what was your fried berry of the week so far? Uh, there is no fried berry of the week. Because everything was mad or rage. Everything just was. Well, my fried berry of the week is Emma Thompson. I like her in this movie. Okay. I guess my fried berry of the week was the Cruella music. Nice. Murray, did you have a fried berry moment of the week? Oh, let's go with Hector. I liked Hector. Hey, who doesn't like Hector? Hey, Hector. <laughs> It kind of reminded me of the uh, one of my favorite John Candy movies was uh, Summer Rental, where he rents a cabin, uh, rents a house for the summer, and then basically has an asshole for a landlord. Challenge him to a boat race, and it was a Rip Torn, guy from the Men in Black movies, uh, mm -hmm. plays a pirate, and he has a guy working for him, Spanish guy, speaks like no English at all. That's who Hector reminded me of. Might have been the same actor, I don't know, but that was like 40 years ago. But yeah, it's the so he reminded me of that best. guy. He was lovable. Nice. Two. Okay, well that's that's enough. That's enough fried berry for the week. Yeah. <laughs> Temperature rising. Vision blurring. Rage taking over. Well. This week, my rage, which I kind of already started alluding to, is 100% on Disney live action movies. And I'm double raging on them making these stupid, terrible, anti-villain movies. Just stop doing it. Make an original movie with original characters and original writing. They could have easily written an origin story and not called it in Cruella. It could have been, this movie could have been a Mondo if they hadn't have made it Cruella, if they would have made it anything else. They could have made a brand new movie, called it something completely different, not tied it to 101 Dalmatians at all. The only, you know, the only reason that they didn't do that is because no one would have watched it. It's like our entire society is built on people who want to just keep watching the same fucking Triton movies that we get all the time. And it sickens me. I, I can't stand when they take an animated feature and turn it into a movie. And now I can't stand them putting anti-villains and making us try to like them. Just Disney, start writing original material. Quit buying up franchises and making sequels and start writing original movies. That's my rage. I'm so pissed about it. Yeah. Well, and and they're remaking their own movies. Like they can't just leave stuff well alone. I mean, not a remake. One of the very few cartoons I actually liked was uh, Lion King. There was no need to do anything. It, it was a classic. No need to make it live action. Yeah. No reason at all. It was good the way Come it was. Pumbaa. Come on, and Pumbaa, we're awesome. Exactly. Stop wrecking stuff. On the, is your rage on the skull? <laughs> is that your rage for the week? Uh, I think my rage might be maybe they don't do enough of the anti-hero movies. Maybe we need more of them. Okay, I'm changing my rage. My rage is Bryce this week. There you what go. is wrong with you? You are mentally ill. I mean, the concept yeah. of doing a, a are you Cruella. Are trying to make me angry? No, I think it was a good concept. 
it was a good content, but it didn't need to be fucking Cruella. Whoa. They could have made that movie, and it could have been if you didn't have the ties at the end to Cruella Deville, and you didn't call her Cruella Deville. You just created an origin story of this person named Betty Boop or whatever the hell her name was. That movie would have been a Mondo, but because they kept tying in this Disney shit, it turned it into a meh. Huh? Well, it was well, a meh. And, and here's my question. This live-action remake, I mean, with how dark it was, was it actually designed for kids to watch this? Because, I mean, kids would love the, ori- kids yeah. love the original cartoon. PG. Yeah, no, I mean, so it, wasn't, get- it wasn't for lovers of 101 Dalmatian, per se. Yeah, and it wasn't kids who liked cartoons. No. It, it was, was It was for those who watched 101 Dalmatians, like, 25 to 40 years ago. Yeah, when, when we were and kids. And now, yeah. you know, they're between 40 and 60 years old and they'll enjoy you it. Can't watch, you can't and watch like, with your kids. You, know, what, so what's the you point? know what's missing from my movie diet? What's missing from my movie diet is a movie tied to 101 Dalmatians, which is one of the worst Disney movies they ever made to begin with. Yes, That's I, how I felt too, like, Jim. But now it's not because Cruella exists. There you go. I just wish it was a little better. And for $35, you can watch it. But the concept was great. And $35... A little steep, but you know, little. not if, bad. If not they bad. made it, if they didn't call it Cruella and they made original characters and didn't have all that stupid tie into Wonder One Dalmatians, this could have been a Mondo. And they cut tw- they cut twenty minutes out of it. Yeah, they need to cut twenty minutes out of it. They needed to get rid of the CGI dogs. I'm okay with them using CGI intermittently when it comes to animals, but pull yes. the camera back and. You know, like when they're throwing thing, you know, dogs across the room and whatever. Like in that one scene, that there was obviously CGI. That one dog when they like smacked it across the room. Yeah, absolutely. But um, but they did. But they, they did. They had taken, some like, weird, weird CGI they, in that movie. They had some, and you, the evolution of her loving dogs. She even had a pet dog through the entire movie. And then they had the other dog that you know she loves it. And for her to go from loving well, that, dogs that was, to that was, yeah, well, that was, was that was my problem because at the end she actually she she also seemed to adopt the the Dalmatians, and they were they were all chummy. So yeah, well, I, did, I think she it didn't made explain a coat out to, of them. Just, well, it didn't explain like why how why no she didn't make a coat out of them. Well, that's that's what freaked out Emma Thompson because she made a coat out of the dogs. No, what, she goes you made that, a. Code, no, she dogs. said she alluded that, that that she thought was that coat made but out of my wasn't. dogs, but it wasn't. Oh, right, because they were whatever. You know what? She ended up with the Your dogs ra- in the end. Your rage is dumb, and I have no rage. I have no rage this week. You used it all up on the skull. So oh, I just want to say, my this rage week, this we're week not, is we're changing the name from film rage this week to At Brazilian film, horror movies. The film. <laughs> Film Skull of the Mask. <laughs> um, wait a second. My rage this week. Uh, nah. Are you looking I up got in no the rage. dictionary? I was looking at like past rages and see if I could get inspired, but I got nothing. I got nothing but weak sauce, man. It's weak sauce coming. Uh, my, this. my weekly you know rage. What? My weekly rage is why aren't theaters open? But that's well, you know, week. you know what we need to obviously transition this into some joy, apparently. So let's, let's yeah, let's close this book. Rage subsiding. Pulse slowing. Anger fading. Okay, I guess I'm up. Um, yeah, where did you go, Dennis Quaid? Uh, this week we had a chance to watch The Blue Miracle, starring Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid, where the hell have you been? I mean, really, where have you been? Definitely not one of his finest roles, so I thought I'd look back at memorable performances in his career, good and bad, to remind myself that he used to be a good actor. Uh, now, these are only the films that I have seen. So, here goes. Starting at the bottom, we got Jaws 3D, 1983. Ooh, yeah. Best kind of 3D, but it was such a 
bad movie. But yeah, shark bits flying at you. Yeah. And uh, yeah, one of my, and uh, Quaid was easily the best thing in it, apart from the 3D. Uh, then we got Inner Space, 1987. Um, really, this was more of a Martin Short film, but I mean, who doesn't love Martin Short? Who doesn't? STDB rules, baby. One of my favorite comedies, and Meg Ryan actually in her prime. Then we got Great Balls of Fire, 1989. Played the killer, Jerry Lee Lewis. Goodness no gracious. Ass. Not a fantastic biopic, but it was entertaining. Did you know that Lewis married his 14-year-old cousin, played by Winona Ryder? Sure did. Or, or that the preacher Jimmy Swaggart was his was his was his other cousin, played by Alec Baldwin? Sure did. Mm-hmm. I sure didn't until I saw the film. Thank God that movie came out. Exactly, and he learned how to play the piano for the movie. So there you go. Uh, next up, we have Dragonheart, 1996. I mean, come on, Sean Connery as a talking dragon doesn't get any better than that. It doesn't. It just doesn't. Uh, Quaid as a knight, sort of. Uh, lots of dragon-breathing fire action. I find it very entertaining, actually. Next up, we have Any Given Sunday, 1999. Football. I yeah. love football. Plus, the cast, Al Pacino, Dennis Quaid, James Woods. Even Cameron Diaz is okay. And it was an Oliver Stone film. And next up, we have Frequency from 2000. Very underrated film. Uh, basically, his son communicates with his dead father through radio equipment and basically tries to save his life in, in, the, in the future. Uh, Quaid and Jim Caviezel, great team up. And finally, we have Traffic, 2000. Well, again, 2000 must have been Quaid's year. Lots of moving parts in this film, but he was awesome as a drug dealer, sleazy lawyer who tried to help Catherine Zeta-Jones the whole film. Now, there are a lot of movies I did not include that I haven't seen, but I have, so I have some homework to do. But there are some of his better reviewed films. The Right Stuff from 1983. He played an astronaut. The Big Easy, 1986, with Ellen Barkin, John Goodman, and Ned Beatty. Actually, I think I do remember this one. That one was pretty good. Then we got DOA 1988. It was a thriller reteaming with Meg Ryan again. I seem to recall this one too. It was actually pretty good too. Then we have Wyatt Earp 1994. A western with Kevin Costner and Gene Hackman. Yes, please. Hackman. The point is, Dennis Quaid used to be a good actor, so don't judge him by the Blue Miracle. Is that all the juice you got, Murr? That's all my juice for this week. It's too hot. It's 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 super hot. Too damn hot. It's bag stuck to leg hot. Okay. Oh. Oh yeah, that's me too, I guess. <laughs> yeah, man. We gotta talk about the last. Right, apparently... Do you have something, Murr? No, not this week. I don't. Okay, well, I think I think we got to talk about a couple things. Number one, apparently Emma Stone is safe because we gave her a meh on her last film, and her previous film was a Mondo, so she's still in the undoubted people. What was her previous film? Zombieland Two, which is a mo- triple Mondo. Double task. Yep. That was really her last film. Uh, yeah, it was. It was only like a year and a half ago. Yep. Hmm. She did. Thing. She did like a. She did like a short. So she did Corella. She did like uh, a cartoon. She did another cartoon. She did like a one-minute thing. And previous to that was Zombieland Double Tap. So Emma, you are still in, girl. You are still in. But uh, it it needs to be brought up that we need to now talk about Emma Thompson. What do we need to talk about? Uh, we need to talk about, you know, what level, what level of terrible movies that she has been in. And I'm putting her forward for the doubted. Oh, there's no way. Doubted? Oh, not, hey? Okay, well, why don't you take, why don't you take notes here, pen, pen man, with your pen and your paper. And did I mention your pen? 
You did. So we've got Cruella from. We're going backwards today. We got 2021's Cruella, which was a meh. It was a meh. We got Doolittle, which was was a rage. rage. It was a rage. It was a double rage. Rage. Then we have Last Christmas, which Bryce says is a meh. It but is I a know meh. it would be a rage for me. I don't have to yeah. see it. Then we've got How like to it. Build How to Build a Girl, which I have not seen. It looks good. It looks terrible. But write it down. It's written. Then we've got Men in Black International, which rage. was a rage. And it wasn't I, just a rage. I thought, I thought it was okay. It was was it a Mondo though, Murray? No, was it a Mondo? No, it's, it's, yeah. a, it's, a, yeah. it's a third or fourth movie in the, in the series. Couldn't it be a Mondo. Yeah. Okay. Then she made Missing Link, which is a cartoon. Then she did Late Night, which was a rage. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. That was the one. With, okay, so that was the one with uh, Mindy, whatever, right? Yeah. Well, uh, yep. Yeah, it's with Mindy. Yep. The Office Girl or whatever. Okay, is. so you're giving her a math. Yeah. I can 100% guarantee you're not giving this a math All right. to save her, All right. which is Johnny English Strikes Again, which is a complete rage. <laughs> I, I'm trying to say, I, I don't know if I've seen that, but yeah. Well, kinda... put it down because I've seen it and it's a rage. Add to the list, yeah. yeah. I, okay, I, so how many movies is how many movies is that? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Johnny English is seven back. Okay, so this could be, oh, this is a narrator. Okay, then I haven't seen this, but yeah. King Lear, she was in. King Lear is eight back. Oh wait, it, yeah, it's eight. Yeah. Oh wait, it's a TV movie, doesn't count. Okay. Uh, so she was in. Beauty and the Beast. Is that a remake? Uh, no, the she was in the Children Act. Was that a movie? Oh, Apparently. the Chil- Children okay. Act was uh, that was. Uh oh. Yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure the Children Act might have been Mondo. That could be a she, was in like, she was in like all of Bridget Jones's movies too. So yeah, yeah. that's back. That's back further though. That's so far to, back. after is- Johnny English is the Children's Act. So if it's a Mondo, then it is she's safe. But Bryce, you have to really dig hard to remember. We might have to go see it. Because if it's because if it's if it's a if it's a meh, she's gone. Yeah. So I'm yeah, saying. Trying to convince me. <laughs> so, never, Bryce, never are we gonna are we gonna anyway. rewatch? Are you gonna rewatch the Children Act? Are we gonna try and see that for next week? Mm. Or do you know it's a Mondo? One hundred percent. I don't know. It's a, I don't know. It's a hundred percent Mondo. I'm trying to remember. I remember. I, I remember it a little bit. I think I liked it. I'm not a hundred percent sure. So well, okay, people, stay tuned next week. Emma Thompson could be doubted. That's amazing. Yeah. Isn't it? Maybe I need to watch she- Last Christmas again. Maybe it was a Mondo. It's not a Mondo. I can hundred percent. I can hundred percent. But it had that. It has that. uh, That's that. What's her head in it? Yeah, from Game of Thrones that you don't watch. Now you're literally pissing me off because it's no a Christmas movie. movie. It's exactly. It's a Christmas movie that's also a romantic comedy. Do you want to? Do you want to watch both of these movies? Are you trying to talk yourself into watching these movies twice? Both of them. Maybe I'd enjoy watching Last Christmas again. Okay, well, which one do you want to watch first? I'm not watching Last Christmas again. It was, it was nice, though. It was a nice little movie. And it had it had heart. And it had a good... I hate you right now. It had a good message. I, hate, it, I hate everything about you except the color of your shirt. After watching it, you just felt better about the world. I never feel better about the world. It was, okay, up, it so was an uplifting tuned, experience. Everybody. Next week... We will have watched, if we can get it, the Children Act. And if it's a meh, Emma Thompson is officially doubted, people. Yeah, I think it was pretty good. Well, we're going to find out. I <laughs> guess right. we are. That's it. That's it for the list this week. Mm. Right. Unless, unless Bryce has something juicy up his sleeve. Yeah, I got nothing. All right.
All right. Last week on Rage or Dare, Jim and Bryce got to experience the full scoop of my ice creamy goodness. They were lucky enough to pull the star-studded epic two and uh, two almost three hours minute of action adventure called Alexander from 2004 about the greatest conqueror this world has ever known. Unfortunately, this was not that kind of movie. This week, Bryce will get to choose from Jim's rag bag or go to the listener's dare bag. Let's check in first with Bryce to see if Angelina Jolie can pull off the role of her life when she tries to act old enough to be Colin Farrell's mom, who she was only one year older than. Yeah. Take it away. Uh... Yeah, this was from Don't your you bag. Give wasn't it a motto. It? This was my bag, and I, I, I'm like my middle name is Alexander. For God's sakes, uh. this is like my favorite historical figure, and I was so loving this movie, and I had to rage about it. So, <sighs> well, let's see how much Bryce liked this one. Well, Murray, you don't have to worry. This movie is an incoherent mess, and I reckon to say that I may never again see a group of talented folks make something this bad ever again. Oliver Stone directing, Colin Farrell, Anthony Hopkins, Angelina Jolie, Christopher Plummer, Rosario Dawson, Jared Leto, and Val Kilmer seems like on some level this should be enjoyable. There must be one performance in that talented group that at least makes part of this watchable. Sadly, that is not the case. Everyone in this felt like they knew that they were in a bad movie. They all say their lines with little conviction, or in some cases, such as Farrell, there's a feeling that he is perhaps trying too hard. Perhaps he's trying to impress Oliver Stone. I don't know what he was doing. The end result is a painful seven or so hours that you can never get back. If there was ever a movie that I felt there is no way that I would ever watch it again, it is this movie. But that is the joy of our Rage or Dare segment. I would like to add to the fact that those who blame Colin Farrell being cast as Alexander as the reason that this was a bad movie obviously have not watched the movie. There is no, there is no actor walking the face of the earth that could have delivered these lines in a way that would make this film watchable on any level. Except maybe Mark Ruffalo, but I digress. I can now take solace in the fact that I now, I now will never have to experience this turd of a movie ever again. This was a painful, excruciating rage. Oh, Murray, Murray, Murray. Oh my fucking God. What the fuck was this film? Colin Farrell? as the son of Angelina Jolie, speaking in an accent and a language that I don't understand. This whole movie is like, what is this movie even about? And why did anybody care? So many huge actors in uh, historical drama where the dialogue is so boring and awful. There's nothing interesting happening anytime, ever. Anyone is on screen. It is basically one boring speech after another after another, after another. Reading Encyclopedia Britannica would be way more interesting than watching the movie Alexander. And I would fall asleep less if I got to read Encyclopedia Britannica about this real-life character. Ugh. Can we just talk now about what fucking dialogue they were supposedly working on? You have every single person in this with a different dialect, and then they say it's Greece. Okay, so I've been to Greece. No one talks like that. And it never stopped. Never stopped. Every single person was putting on some weird accent that wasn't Greek. It wasn't British. It wasn't anything. It was just, it was just so painful to watch. <laughs> and Anthony Hopkins' narrative, oh my God, so fucking annoying. The best thing in this movie was when Jared Leto's character chooses to die to stop having to listen to another speech by fucking Colin Farrell. <laughs> by the time I got to the end of this movie, I was sitting in a corner, holding my legs in my arms, kicking back and forth, staring into the darkness, wishing I had been nicer to Murray throughout our entire friendship, and wished for the days when we only had to pull musicals from his bag. Murray, I am That's sorry right. 
I am so terribly sorry I have ever raged on your terrible movies that are your favorites. I Please don't make me ever watch this movie ever again. This film was a star-studded, studded, Greek tragedy of rage, and just like the two hours and 55 minutes that came before it, it ended with another terrible, boring soliloquy of pain and suffering to my brain. We've talked about this before. We know what anal tears feel like. This was a tear to my actual soul. After watching this movie, I felt the only way that I could properly prepare my soul is to watch as much dirty gore porn that I could think of to make my mind feel better and my soul relaxed. Um, how did you get a two hour and 55 minute version? Cause I definitely watched a seven hour version. You think it was seven hours? I am positive. It was seven hours. Well, it felt like seven hours. I did. I like watch the director's cut. I think you watched the, I you know how Oliver Stone likes to make his cuts. You watch the Oliver Stone extended version cut. Maybe you the Oliver Stone, the Oliver Stone mega cut of maybe Alexander. You watch, maybe you watch JFK after that and didn't realize it. Oh yeah. man! Wasn't that no, no. If I would have watched JFK after, I would have been quite quite content because I like JFK. That was a good movie. I like a lot of Oliver Stone, but I don't JFK, know JFK just see John yeah, this, Candy, this, man. This, that was awesome. This kind of ended my love affair with Oliver Stone. This movie. Like the biggest, like I said, I'm a huge Alexander the Great fan. I've been learned about it in school. The fact that I have the same name, and yeah, he conquered half the world before he was 20. It's a three-hour movie. They spent 10 minutes showing him actually in battle, and another hour and a half exploring his sexuality. Like, what well, the hell was this movie? Don't his soliloquies. There's too many soliloquies. Yeah, like Murray. it wasn't. It wasn't a war film about a great conqueror. It was. It was crap. I was so pissed off when I saw this. Well, don't forget the one-year age difference between Angel Angelina Jolie yeah, yeah, that, younger than him. The whole that was movie. A, that was a big deal too. I could stop thinking, but the whole movie, I'm like, they're the same freaking age. Ah, that didn't bother me. Just, She's such a spectacular actress. They didn't even she was acting. Age her. She was acting 15 years older. I bought they it. Could have at least, they could have at least put makeup makeup on and aged her to look a little older. Ah, the only stupid. The only thing that would have made this movie worse if actually Mark Ruffalo was in this movie. No, Maybe he was. He's the only one there that caught. There were a lot of. And I'm not. I'm, was, I'm not I'm, saying he would have pulled it off. I'm just saying he maybe, could yeah. have. Maybe he's, he's one of the soldiers who died five minutes into the movie. Who knows? My my soul would have died a little bit sooner. Yeah. Well, Bryce, what go. are you going to choose this week, buddy? What are you picking? Uh what are my choices? Either yours. Both, you've got both bags, mine or the dare bag. I'm I'm going to the dare bag because it's guaranteed goodness. <laughs> and, so. and I've watched enough crap lately, so I'm ready for something enjoyable. Ready for some happy? Oh, look at look at he he bitches every week that we don't have enough rage for him. Well, and, I, and now he's he's choosing. Well, dare. I mean, you, you call my my mine, uh, I, I, ice creamy goodness. I call it a bucket of rage. I should have just actually written on the side of the thing. It's a bucket of rage. Because every movie, flavor. every movie in that is guaranteed to make him rage. I think this every is a kitty movie. Is this a kitty movie? It's a. What is it's it? It's a. It's the last Airbender. What the hell is that? Uh yeah no it's kitty movie. It's no it's not kitty but it's a young adultish. It's like uh. It's for yeah, like I remember, it's I for like tweens. I, I, I don't yeah, think you're gonna maybe. like it. No, it's, it's M Night Shyamalan's version of kids movies. Yeah, and it's like a, yeah, it's like it's an like, Asian. It's like Spy Kids, but time piece M Night Shyamalan. And it's yeah, it's M Night Shyamalan. You're gonna, you're gonna absolutely love this movie. Thank awesome. God you went to the Dareback. Yeah, I'm not sure that I am. One. I don't think this is up I, my alley. I'm actually. I, I think you might really like this. There's lots I, of kids. I there's the lots, are pretty there's good lots of CGI. There's lots, lots of CGI. Of CGI. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's M. Night Shyamalan. You love M. Night Shyamalan. But I don't, I don't like CGI. And you, can, and you can watch it on Tubi TV for free. Is it on Tubi? Yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, like, I like watching stuff on Tubi. Yeah, you do. Yes, yeah. I'm becoming a fan too. All right, last air, airbender. Last airbender. I, don't know, I have no idea what last? to expect out of this. Uh, well, I'm surprised you the, ever saw it. The fans say it's a rage, so let's uh, let's see. As do Murray and I, so enjoy that special treat. 
Well, thanks again, Rages, for listening. Rage love to Janine from It Goes Down in the PM podcast and James, our two member subscribers. Thanks to our extended film rage group, Leonard Conlon for statistic vision and photography via Leonard Conlon Photography. For Beck Scoos for her cartooning skills at Potato Lady Podcast Reviews.com. Thanks to our sponsor, Canyon Meadow Cinema. Please go and support your local independent cinemas near you as they need your help. Find us on social media at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Film Rage YYC. Check out everything Film Rage at FilmRageYYC.com, including our merch site for Redbubble and TeePublic. Look what we look look what we look like. How about you look and see what we look like on YouTube channel by searching Film Rage Podcast. We are always wanting to make this a raging blast for our listeners. So please comment, like, and subscribe, or send us an email to filmragecalgary at gmail.com. Dare us to see terrible movies to fuel our rage, but no matter what you do, please make us rage. Just please, please. That's it for this week. Rage on. Rage on. Rage on.